Good morning. I'd like to welcome you all to First General Baptist Church. Uh, it is a special day. We always uh, want to set this day aside. Mothers are extremely important to me, to us, and um, you know I'm, I'm extremely grateful for my mother and all the mothers because we have some fantastic mothers and role models in our church. And so uh, being over the youth group, that's one of the things that, that you look for, mothers that want to be involved, mothers that want to help. And we have a lot of that uh, all the way up through, through the ages. I won't go very much further than that this morning. But I love all of you guys, and I really do appreciate you for that. One of the other things we always do um, on Mother's Day is we try to recognize our graduates. This year we have two, and both of these young men I'm extremely proud of. I try to think of a story that would make it stand out and, and make you guys realize how much I love these two, two kids, two young men. Um, but there's, there's so many times that they have just surprised me, from their work ethic to their love for other people, and, uh, and even the times they just sit back and, and crack jokes and, and, and are young men and are boys. So, uh, you know, I don't have the words to express how much I really do love them, but I want both of them to come up here because I, I do love them. And um, they were some of the first ones as I became the youth pastor that we sit through and, and had fun times with and did things like lock-ins and stuff like that. Uh, Alec and Jaden, I've got something I want to give to you guys. Let me make sure I get the right one because it does have your name on them. Alec. Jaden. So they've worked extremely hard to graduate. Um, you know, for, for two knuckleheads, I can say that in front of you guys. Um, they, they have, and I'm extremely proud of them. I'm proud of their, their mom, their family. You know, all of us here are just proud to see them continue and see what they'll do. There's so many times that we were asked as a youth group to go do an event, we, or we would want to be involved in going to help down at the, the homeless shelter, and these two were the first ones to step up and say, I'll help. If somebody needed some help mowing a yard or something like that, they're the first two to jump in and just say, you know, I don't know much about much, but I'll help. If you need me there, I'll help lift something. I'll help mow something. I'll help move something. And to have guys like that that would just go and do, as Jesus would say, we got to have those that are willing to step up and go and do, and these are great examples of that. So you give them a big round of applause for me. Did you want to say something? No? Okay. All right. So uh, if you guys don't mind, let's stand and sing with the Lord this morning and uh, just welcome you all here. Doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. 
chance when I'm standing in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I'm standing in your love. Shame no longer has a place to hide. I am not captive to I'm not afraid to leave my past behind. No, I won't be shaken. No, I won't be shaken. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I'm standing in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I'm standing in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance. off every chain There's power that can empty out on the ground There's resurrection power that can save Power in your name Power in your name My fear doesn't stand a chance when I Standing in your love, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I'm standing in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I'm standing in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I'm standing in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I'm
Welcome you to the Lord's house again. If you have your Bible, turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. There's an outline of this on the back side of your announcements if you want to use that. Most of this will also be on the screen. 2 Timothy 1, 3 through 7. We're taking a little break from Hebrews as we go through that on Sunday mornings. And because it's Mother's Day, special day, and so... Here we go. On any kind of special day, I try to be very 
understanding of the fact that most of us in the rooms are, are not moms. And so I try to do something that, that all of us are going to get, something for all of us. Hopefully, I, I think it will be very obvious to the moms in the room, the, the application. Uh, so um, that being said, here we go. Now, as we read through, I'm going to, with my voice, uh, you know, kind of pause and, and draw attention to some specific things in the scripture that we're going to deal with more specifically. So, Second uh, Timothy 2, 2 Timothy 1, sorry, verse 3. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience. Of course, this is Paul writing to Timothy, somebody that he calls a son in the faith. Uh, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day. I want you to remember that. Paul says, I remember you night and day in my prayers. Verse 4, I greatly desire to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. I remember your tears, Paul says. And when I call to remembrance the genuine faith, uh, pay attention to that, I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded I am, Paul says, I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Now, verse 7, I think, is there to describe the situation Timothy is in. This is why that Paul needs to write to him in the first place. God's not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. I think what Timothy was dealing with is a spirit of fear, timidity, timid. So God's not giving you that. And so the whole letter is written by Paul to, to, to Timothy to, to encourage him. What I want to go back and do, uh, there, verse 5, let's deal with this. Uh, first and deal with that word first when I call remembrance the genuine faith that is in you which dwelt first in your grandmother then your mother I tell you what I have a feeling I know what happened the grandma found Jesus passed it on to mom her her daughter found found Jesus and mom and grandma teamed up on grandson. I think that's what has ha happened here. And sometimes it, sometimes it takes that. But, Paul, here, here's what I want to show you before we get into more. He said, uh, I, I, want, I remember your genuine faith. And that is, genuine faith is, another word is sincere. Another word, I'm going to say just real. Real. Okay, it's not fake. And it happened first in your grandmother and then in your mother and now in you. Now, I'm going to start this way before we get into a little more structure. First is genuine faith, sincere, real, real faith. I think, uh, all of, I, think I know our church kind of well. I think I'm supposed to. And I think there's a lot of genuine faith, but I want to just deal with this and move on. Is your faith real? Is your faith real? Or is it being 
are you pretending? I'm not asking you what you would answer me if I asked you if your faith is real. Because a lot of people will say, yes, my faith's real, yes. Because almost everybody says that, that their faith is real. The, the, you know, the answer is usually yes. But I'm asking you down deep in your heart, is it real? Or are you in every church, and I don't care the name that is on the church sign, in every church there are pretenders. Every church has pretenders. People who are going through the motions of Christianity. They're going through the basics of Christianity. They know the right words to say. They know the right answers to give. I tell our children in Sunday school, uh, I'm not going to ask you to answer because who knows what a child in Sunday school is going to say. But I tell them, I pull them aside and say, hey, when your teacher asks you a question and you don't know the answer to it, what do you say? Jesus, okay? Most of the time you're going to be right. So just say Jesus. And, you know, and she's going to think you're spiritual even if it's, even if it's not right. And, but isn't that it? She's going to think you're spiritual even if it's not right. Because it's a good answer. But it's not real. And I'm not asking you to raise your hand. I'm not asking you to answer me. I'm asking you to look inside yourself. And I'm just wanting this morning, just, I'm to, this is it. I'm going to do this and move on. But is your faith real? I mean really real. Where you're not faking it where there's this real relationship with Jesus in your heart. If it's not real, I don't care what you've said in the past. I don't care the answers you've given in the past. I don't care if you've been baptized and joined the church. But if it's not, because see, you can do all that. You can tell me anything you want to, and I have to believe that it's true. But down in your heart, you know if it's real or not. If it's not, I'm asking you to today, to make that real. Now, if it's real, if, if your answer in your heart and your mind is, yeah, it is real. What I've got is real. My, my answer is yes. Yes. What I've got is real. I can't deny it. All right. So, pass it on. Okay. And that's exactly what happened. As grandma found Jesus, passed it on to her child, her, her daughter, found Jesus, and so grandma and mom teamed up on grandson, and Timothy found Jesus. And I don't know if it was just because of them, but we know that, that, uh, that a lot of it was because Paul mentions them. Paul said they had a big part to play. All right, if it's real, if, if, if your answer is yes, my faith is real, my belief, in, my belief in Jesus is real, okay, now the rest of the time is going to be about this, pass it on. Pass it on, and how to do that, okay? So now we go back to, to the outline a little bit more, uh, verses 3 and 4. This is what I asked you to, uh, to pay attention to. Paul said, you know, I serve God with a, with, a, with a pure conscience. Here it is, as without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you. I remember your tears. I, I, I want to see you without ceasing. I remember you in my prayers. What's he saying? I cannot get you out of my mind. Now, 
Uh, the title of the message today is I, cannot, I Can't Get You Out of My Mind. I'm not a Willie Nelson fan, okay? I, I'm ashamed to say that, but I'm not, oh, I'm not a Willie Nelson fan, but I, the, the song immediately came to my mind. You're always on my mind. Now, now that song's on your mind, okay? And you, <laughs> you're going to have to deal with it. You're always on my mind. I'm not a Willie Nelson fan, so I don't want you to buy me Willie Nelson CDs, and I don't want any Willie Nelson T-shirts, okay? But for some reason, I think before church even started, because you guys get the, get the announcements by email, I have a feeling that somebody already is, is looking up Willie Nelson T-shirts. But anyway, wouldn't that look funny? On me, you're always on my mind. Isn't that what Paul said? Without ceasing, I th I'm thinking about you night and day. Here, here it is. Pass it on. There needs to be somebody that is always on your mind who needs Jesus. There needs to be somebody night and day. Night and day. I cannot get them out of my mind. Some of you are sitting here t today. There's no way I'd ever, I'd ever draw attention to, to you. But you, you know what? I cannot get you out of my mind. I pray for you. Concerned about you. I cannot get you out of my mind. Every Christian, that their faith is real, there needs to be this burden to pass it on. And the whole letter that Paul wrote to Timothy is about that. I cannot get you out of my mind. I can't stop praying for, for you. I might have even tried to, but I just cannot stop praying for you. Now, if you're sitting here, to, here today and, and you could have honestly said in your heart, yes, my faith is real. I mean, it's re I have a relationship with Jesus that's, that's real. Then you need to have somebody like that, that you're thinking of, that you're praying for. If you don't, I want you to start now. And what that means is that, how do I do that? You open up your life. You open up your mind, you open up your heart, and you allow, the, you allow the Holy Spirit to begin to work with you to begin placing people on your mind and on your heart. And the reason you haven't been doing that, I'm going to get, going to get a little rough here, the reason you haven't been doing that, the, the, the reason you don't have anybody that just can't get, off, get them off your mind, the, the reason you don't have anybody that you're praying for, you're burdened for, you're concerned for. Why? When you're not thinking about someone else, who are you thinking about? It's going to get a little rough. Who are you thinking about if you're not thinking about someone else? You're thinking about who? You. You. When you're not thinking about someone else, you're thinking about you. Okay, today's the time to stop that. This is the time to start stopping that. Quit that. Life is not all about me. Life is not all about you. 
It's about Jesus in you and what he's done in, in, in you. And there's a reason that you're still here. There's a reason that you're alive. There's a reason that God has put people around you because he wants that faith to be passed on. That's what the whole letter of Timothy is about. Your grandma had it, your mom had it, and they pass it on to you. And Paul would say, and I'm trying to pass it on to you too. Because that's what Christians do. Because that's what Christians do. And so if you, if you have someone on your mind and you, and I know it's kind of a burden and, and you think sometimes, man, I just, I wish I could get them out of my mind. Stop wishing that. Because there's a reason you can't get them out of your mind. Because God wants you praying for them. I, I want you to think about this. If, if somehow we could just be incredibly honest with each other. And if, if we could go around the room and just ask everyone, I've got somebody on my mind right now who's not here. I've got somebody on my mind right, right now that I just cannot get him out of my mind. I cannot stop praying for him. Now here's the thing, and this will be the same for all of us in the room. If, if I went around the room and asked you the name of the person that's on your heart that you're bur burdened for, I seriously doubt that any name you give is going to be the same name as the one that I have in my heart, mind. They're all going to be probably different. Here's the thing, where I wanted, the thought I wanted to start with. It could be that there isn't anyone else praying for this person that you have on your mind. It could be that you're the only one. That's why it's so important, it's incredibly important, that you not stop, that you keep it up. I seriously doubt, just by odds, I seriously doubt that there's anybody, almost anybody, who has more than two or three people praying for them. Okay? And very, very easily could say that, you may be the only one praying for that, for that person. Keep it up. Don't stop. I just can't get them out. Good. Good. They're, they're on your mind for a reason. God's doing that. God's doing that. That's not you. God's doing that. Keep it up. If you don't have anyone today, start right now. Lord, I need to open up my life. I just need to open up my life, and Lord, use me. Help me to pray for, give me a burden for someone, please. Please. Okay. We'll leave, we will leave Willie Nelson right there. Verses 5 and 7. 5 again. Uh, when I call remembrance, the genuine faith that's in you dwelt first in your mom and your, gran and your grandma. Here's what I want you to see. I am... Now, I, I underlined, I am persuaded is in you also, but then I underlined twice, I am. I am persuaded is in you also. Why? Because God's not, in verse 7, God's not giving us spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. So that's what Timothy didn't have. He was full of fear. He didn't have the power, the love, and a sound mind. Timothy is struggling. Paul knows that. Thus, Thus, the letter. Okay, all right. I am persuaded is in you also. Your faith, 
when they have lost faith in themselves. Here's where we put feet to our prayers, feet to our burden. And I've seen this work countless times where you have somebody on your mind. There's a reason that you're praying for the person. There's a reason that you're burdened for them. That probably means they're struggling in, in some way. They need you. They need your prayer. We talked about that. They need somebody praying for them. Now they need somebody to do something. Now I'm going to ask you right now this morning to begin a plan in your head. Do something about it. You're praying for the person. Now reach out to them in some way. Do something more in addition to praying. Not that doing something is more important than praying, but doing something in addition to, along with it. Now do something. What did Paul do? He wrote a letter. And he said, I am persuaded it's in you. You may have lost faith in yourself, but I have not lost faith in you. You may have given up on yourself, but I have not given up on you. You've given up, you've lost faith, you're about ready to quit, but I am not going to quit you. I am not going to quit you. I am not going to give up on you. Do you know that there's a world of people out there who need to hear that? They need somebody to say, you know what, you're the, they will say, you're the only person that said that to me. You're the only person that cares enough to do that for me. Hardly anybody does that. We should be doing that. There's somebody out there who needs to hear that from you. I'm feeling that right now. There's somebody out there who needs to hear that from you. I have not quit on you. I will not give up on you. When's it when is it time to give up? People ask me that all the time. When is it time to give up? There's one answer to that. It starts with the word in. And the word is what? Never. Never. They're breathing. They're still alive. There's still hope. And I will not give up on you. I will not quit on you. And that's exactly what Paul is saying. Timothy, I love you too much. There's too much in, in you. And I know you're dealing with timidity. You're, you're, you know, you're scared to do what God's called, called you to do. You're scared to do what I know is, know is in you. But I am persuaded that you have it. I am persuaded that you still, still got it. And, and, and he'll go on to say, and I'm here to fan into flames the spirit that's within you. I will not give up on you. Paul's Facebook account. Uh, Paul wrote a letter. I wonder if Paul was here today. Would he be on Facebook? Yeah, he would. You know what he said? I, uh, I had this in my head. I preached so much, I've, I've, I've lost it out of my head. I will become all things to all men, to all people. I will become all things to all people that by any means... I might save some. I have, I have become all things to all people. I'll do whatever it takes that by any means I might save some. So I think Paul would be on Facebook. I think he would text. 
I think he would email you. I think he would call you. I think he would do whatever it takes to reach you. That's what Christians do. And so it may not be a, may not be a letter like this because that's, what, that's the means Paul had at that, at that time, but whatever it takes. I never... I've never been so confirmed in a message in my life. I was thinking about this this morning. At 7 o'clock this morning, somebody texts me that does not go to our church, has never been to our church, and said, I'm praying for you. Okay? I've, I don't know that I've ever been more confirmed that this is what I'm supposed to do and what I'm supposed to tell you person who's never been here, ne never will be here. I'm praying for you. Last, uh, two weeks ago, somebody that I, I don't have any idea who they are, and they said in the text, you don't know me, but I thank, this is what, what they said, I thank God that you stayed all, all these years. I have no idea who that, who that person was. Do you know how good that makes me feel? Do you know how good that makes me feel? You know what? What if I do that with someone else? James, I know we're on live stream. I'll put you on the spot. There's a card on the table that says, I prayed for you. Will you hand me one of those cards? You know how good that would make somebody else feel if I do that or if you do that? And that's putting feet to your prayers. Now, it's, it's one thing to pray, and, and you should pray. Now I'm talking to you about doing something about it. Thanks. We make these cards, uh, I prayed for you. All right, simple. That's, that's, that's all it says. I prayed for you. I'll send these cards out, and I don't do anything else. I don't, I don't write a note. Just I prayed for you. They can tell by the return address on the envelope who it's, who it's from. Amazing the response of the, of the people who, who have responded back. I, I can't believe how much I needed to get that card at that time. Now, that's simple. But I will become all things to all men that by any means I might save some. So I want you to think about not only the praying, but also now the doing. It's simple as this. Here I, I'm going to say it. Do something. If your faith is real, if you tell me your faith is real, if it's really real, do something. Simple as that. What do I do? Let the Holy Spirit guide you. But do something for someone. Pass it on. Then, I've already referred to it. In verse 6, uh, where the, the Scripture says, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you. Technically, we can also say that in English fan into flames the inner fire Paul would write Timothy because I, I know it's there I know it's there fan into flames the inner fire do you know what I'm trying to do right now with you that because I know it's there I know it's there and I'm trying to fan into flames I'm, I'm doing exactly what the Bible says I'm trying to fan into flames that what I know is already there. But I'm trying to stir it in you to where you will leave here and you'll no longer be thinking just about yourself, but you'll be thinking about someone else. You cannot get them out, in, out of your mind. You're praying for them. You're faithfully praying for them. And then you're finding ways to do something to reach them. 
And it may not be, it may not be anything more than a card. But you know what? If you send a card, that's 100% more than you were doing. If, if, if you send a text to someone, I'm, I'm praying for you, that text is 100% more than you were doing. So anything, anything that's good to reach them. Fan into flames the inner fire that is within you. Now, okay, there's that. It's amazing how we're going to go back to Hebrews next week, if the Lord wills. We'll be in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 11. The two scripture, the two, that scripture, the scripture today, the messages are so incredibly close and so incredibly like each other that I almost combined the two, but I didn't. And so we're going to, I'm going to put these, there, these questions will be on the screen. They're also on your, on your outline. These questions are not so much for today, even though they do absolutely fit. But these questions are things I want you to think about for next week, too. And these, these three questions will be on the screen next week, too. And we'll deal with them more in depth. I'm not going to deal with them. This, this, this will be it. So how many people are more faithful to Jesus because of your faithfulness. How many people in your life are more faithful to Jesus because of your faithfulness? We're going to deal with that more next week. The second question, kind of the opposite of that, that isn't it? How many people are less faithful to Jesus because of your lack of faithfulness? Or how many people would be more faithful to Jesus if you would be? Then the last question, are you affecting anyone at all by your faith? That would, will, the Lord wills deal more with that. Now, I want you to think about those questions all week long. Why? Because I'm trying to stir up the gift that is in you. I'm trying to make a difference. Because why? I want you to make a difference. And so I want you to take seriously the questions. Which one of those questions is more really actually you? Okay? And, when, of course, which one do you want to be more you? I'm going to ask for the uh, band to come and our congregation to stand, if you would. We're going to have a prayer time here. Uh, these brown folding chairs up front have become our altars while we're in the gymnasium. And so we can come and stand at a chair, kneel at a chair, or sit in the chair. And this is when we, we pray. And I'm going to ask you to pray about one of two things, or both, kind of and or. One of them is praying for someone else. I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to take a chair. There's someone I just cannot get out of my mind. And I'm going to take a chair and I'm going to pray for him. Okay? I'm, I'm going to, that's what I'm supposed to do. I need to do that. And maybe you need to do that. If somebody on your mind, just that, that's what I'm supposed to do. Okay? The second thing is, though, some of us need to do this. We need to pray for ourselves. You know, Lord, I need that. I need to get there. I need to get to that point where I'm so burdened that I will step out and pray. I need to get to the point where I'm so burdened that I'm, I'm losing sleep because I cannot get that person out of my mind. I want to get there. 
So we always need to be doing two things, praying for someone else and then praying for us. Lord, I need to get there where I have the burden to pray for someone else. If you need to pray for someone, I mean, you need to pray for someone, I want you to come. And then if you need to pray for yourself, I want you to come. Jesus is the only person who's going to know the difference. Okay? Are you all ready? While they play and sing, I'm going to go to a chair. You do what you, the Holy Spirit leads you to. I was a wandering soul, traveling away, one road, a sinner so far from home, no second chance inside. You call my name. I felt you lift my shame, and I made a vow that day that I'd spend the rest of my life loving my Jesus, showing my scars.
Pray the whole. 